Welcome to the Innovative Leader Podcast, featuring Christy Geiger, Executive Coach with Synergy Strategies, and David Phillips, Professor, Consultant, and Coach. Alrighty, so we're back. It's uh, We're still in June, and um, we're talking uh, again today about the healthy leader, uh, the healthy platter, excuse me. And uh, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about three different uh, topics within the, the healthy uh, mind platter. Um, the first is connecting time. Uh, the second is physical time. And then we're also going to talk about sleep time. And uh, so, Christy, thanks for bringing the, the healthy mind platter to us. Um, so, so when we think about these three um, where would where should we start? What what would be the the kind of the the important one as we think as as we think about how we're gonna um, uh, how we're gonna think about this for for our own health, for our own mind, mental health, and for our own well being? Where where would, where should we start today? Sure. So just a quick recap from why we're doing the Healthy Mind Platter is the Healthy Mind Platter is a tool that was created by David Rock and Dr. Dan Siegel, who had talked about optimum ways to utilize your brain. And for us as leaders, we know that when we are in a mode of positive emotional intelligence, we're able to lead better because we have greater self-awareness. We have greater self-management. We are better able to be aware of others and how we interact with others. And so our emotional intelligence is in a stronger place of being versus when, which really in neuroscience, we talk about that being in our frontal lobe, overly simplified, but for the sake right. of general leadership and, and listenership, that, that is good enough. We don't need to break down and have a huge um, biology lesson. So our frontal <laughs> lobe um, versus in our limbic system. And a lot of times when we have low emotional intelligence, Bottom line, what's happened is we've become emotionally hijacked and we've become right. emotionally hijacked uh, in past episodes. We've talked about the lizard brain and how that shows up. It can cause us to spin, not able to make decisions. It can cause us to procrastinate, to be unable to move forward with something. It can cause us to uh, run away and have mm-hmm. a challenge Um following through on commitments and appear irresponsible. So kind of that fight, flight, or freeze, or we can become attacking and we can become very angry or frustrated or aggressive or passive aggressive or whatever that is. So really what this whole healthy mind platter is about, because sometimes these seem like these very airy fairy tools that people talk about in positive psychology and personal growth and development that Really, let's face it, leaders are busy. Do we really have time for this stuff? Um, Yes, you need to have time for this stuff because you will lead better when you use these tools because using these tools helps you to be in your frontal lobe versus your limbic system. And in your limbic system, you're just not going to lead as well. And so that's just kind of a a quick refresher on why are we even talking about this? Um, So last time- You know what, you know, in in that, let me pause you for a second right there because we actually had a comment um, on the last one and I I thought it was a a great question. And um, this came, comes from somebody named N, I don't know how, how it's, the, the username is N space S C H. And, um, so he says, um, 
get back to that comment. Um, he, he was talking about how, um, oh, did I, did I accidentally block that one? Um, he was talking about how, um, how do you decide when someone is living in their lizard brain and when they're just a mean person? Um, and I thought that was a great, uh, a great comment. And it looks like I may have even, um, oh, I may have blocked. I may have blocked the wrong comment. Um, so, but, so I'm sorry if if I did block that comment. But it, there's a um, so um, because we were talking about it uh, when things go south. Yeah, that's the the one that um, the. the the video we were talking about. So, um, so when we talk about that, when we talk about um, the healthy mind platter, uh, I think we can we can somewhat connect those two. And I know I'm throwing this off the game for a minute, but I, I thought it was a great question. So, um, I responded to him, and if I can find the comment, I'll go back and then and dismiss it or unhide it. But um, uh, so, my suggestion was to ask. In your ask to yourself, what is what's going on in that person that is causing them to react the way they're acting? We're not just mean people. We're most of the time we're reacting out of something we don't even understand. We're acting out of that lizard brain, and we're not cognizant of what's what that memory is, but we're acting out of it. Um, and sometimes we're reacting because we don't have a healthy mind, and that's another reason that this is important. Um, because we don't, um, we're tired or, or, or we're worn out, uh, or we haven't eaten well, uh, or any of those things. And so we, as we talked about that last, in the last episode, um, I just wanted to kind of jump back on that comment real quick, because I think, I think those all kind of tie together. Sometimes we're mean just because we're hungry and we're tired. And, uh, and so that would kind of go into to some of the things that we're, um, we're going to talk about today. So, um, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but I just thought that was a good, a good comment and I want to jump on it and I will no, try. I, to find I it. think that is good. And I think that probably is a good topic. Maybe after we finish this series on the healthy mind platter, because, yeah. um, but the, the comment is really in working with other people. And right. so how do you tell when you're working with somebody else last week? What so that you're right. That was from when things go south and yep. very much, there's many things happening. So last week we covered focus and play. So we did right. the healthy mind platter with the emphasis of focus and play. And then this week we have connecting physical time and sleep time. And then next week we'll do the last two. Um, but right. I think to your point, it very much is, it is our responsibility as leaders and as humans aspiring to be at our best, to do what we can do to set ourselves up to be at our best. And certainly right. if you're a leader, encouraging your team in the use of these skills will help them. But I think it's a great comment to loop back to, but a great reminder, every leader, we are all subject to our lizard brain because that's not, you know, it's just not some people have a lizard brain. We all have it. When we, we get starved, it. when we get hijacked, we all have it. And so these tools are not really protecting you. It's not lizard poison, so to speak. It's not protecting yep. you from the lizard, but it's allowing you to be more grounded, more centered, and more healthy 
in your frontal lobe rather than you're so frazzled, you're running last minute, you have one nerve and it's very easy for somebody to get onto it. You've gotten four hours of sleep, you haven't worked out in a month, your blood pressure is high, you're eating um, granola bars out of your desk because you don't have time to eat vegetables and you're down to the M&Ms and it's all good, let's call that dinner. Um, You are setting yourselves up to experience lizard brain. And Mm -hmm. so it's a great reminder that we're all subject to lizard brain. And um, yeah, you could just be a mean person, I guess. Um, But I think we all have the ability to do better. And these are are ways to do better. Yeah, you know, you know, we, I don't think anybody is just, I mean, I, I think we all have faults, faults. However, I think the the reason people are mean is is there's all kinds of reasons for people acting aggressively and and you know we're we talked about those uh, in the last episode we'll talk about some more today so um, I think that's a, a good reminder exactly and so today we're going to talk about um, like uh, we mentioned we're going to talk about uh, connecting time physical time and sleep time. And uh, so it's connecting time is really about relationships. It's about having that time with other people and engaging with them um, outside uh, people, outside your, your immediate family, like with COVID, you know, my my wife and my son have been my, my relationships. It feels like for the most part, um, you know, in these past two or three months, we have to get out and spend time with other people because it, 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 it creates um, it creates a lot of value for us, but it also engages our brain in a way um, that um, is is energizing for mm-hmm. most people. Uh, and so, so let's talk about that a little bit. What what do you think um, is the value of the connecting time that we have with others? So, in the neuroscience, what's interesting about connecting time is. One thing when I was taking that neuroleadership course that I found as a new insight was there are pieces of our brain. It's not just about, oh, we all want to have a friend. You know, everybody wants a, a place where everyone knows your name, whatever. It's not just about that. It's not just about relationships, but that literally right. in our brain that there's a piece of our brain that needs to be, wants to be loved and accepted. And so connecting time, so they did an experiment, and this experiment is pretty old. We can find it and cite it, but um, where they actually did an MRI study where they put all the probes and whatnot on their head, and then these people were in the machine. And then they had two computer-animated people, and the ball was being passed between you and the two people. And the person would throw it to you, you'd press a button and throw it to person one or two. And you had the choice to throw it to one or two when the ball came to you. So the Mm -hmm. computer game started and they would throw it to you, you'd throw it to person one or two, person one or two would throw it back and then throw it to you. And there's a nice little game going on. And it's actually set up where you think that the other two people are also in MRI machines and that your computer participating between these machines. Well, then the simulation goes that person one and two only throw it to each other and doesn't throw it to you anymore for like five minutes. And then what they were measuring is the impact of the person who, how did they feel and what happened for them 
in their brain what literally started firing when the ball was not thrown to them. Now, mind you, this is an MRI experiment. Who cares if somebody is throwing a ball to you or not? It, it doesn't really matter. Like get a grip, put on your, your big person pants. It doesn't really matter. But you know what? Your brain thinks it matters and your right. brain starts to get fired up and upset. And so connecting time, what that's really talking about is how important not just relationships are to us, but what actually happens in our brain when we feel like we're part of the tribe. And it does loop back a bit to when we've talked about SCARF. And if we remember in the SCARF acronym, um, the R in the SCARF acronym is about relatedness. Am I part of the mm -hmm. tribe? Am I included? And when we feel included, we are frontal lobe. We feel calm. We feel accepted. We feel like we can move forward. When we do not feel included, we um, feel defensive. We feel upset. We feel nervous. We feel anxious. We feel like an imposter. We feel like an outsider. Different things go on that affect our confidence, that affect our clarity, um, that affect our ability to discern and filter because there's so much noise going on. And that's right. really what connecting time is about, is connecting time is about that piece of our brain that helps us to know we are loved, we're centered, we have our tribe, and what's interesting, too, in neuroscience is about bias, and it's very relevant not to go down that squirrel trail at all right now with the different um, things going on with color and equality and whatnot, but right. bias, that when we surround ourselves with people of like bias, we deepen our bias and remove our clarity right. to see different perspectives. When we right. are intentional about relationships that bring new perspective to us, we actually have greater clarity and a wider perspective. So when we're talking about connected time, this can be about your coworkers. This can be about your family, as you mentioned. This right. can be about your power circle. And oh, yeah. intentional. Who, how are you, the, some of the five people you hang out with most? Who are those five people you're hanging out with and how are you as some of them? And who do you want to be showing up as and who do you need in your sphere? And with the power circle, that's in your business, your profession. If you're an aspiring leader or you're blooming and moving up as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a senior leader, who are your mentors? Who are around you? That is all deposits into connecting time and it makes you more sage more wise and more ability right. to lead forward because you're not just lizard responding. Oh my gosh, I'm included. Oh my gosh, I'm not. No, you have been getting perspectives and you have these connections that actually deepen your roots and feeling loved, accepted and having something to offer the community. Right. And, it, and it's also, um, it's also a way to, um, to empower your, your, the creative aspects of your brain is you're listening. And you, if you have a, a, a listening and learning mindset, as you're listening to those, to those people talk, share their stories, share their ideas, share their thoughts. It, it, it allows your brain to ingest that, to, to, to create um, even greater uh, neuro connections uh, in, in that, but also to, to come up with ideas, to come up with solutions to come up with uh, with even more questions to dig deeper uh, again to gain perspective to to learn to grow and then to lead better uh, yeah. and so that that connecting time 
is so important. It, it, as you were talking, um, I was reminded of, um, you may have, you may have heard of this book. You may have seen articles about it back in the seventies. There was a book called bowling alone and, uh, it's Robert can never remember the guy's last name. Anyway, uh, I'll put it in the, in the show notes bowling alone. It was about, um, the rise of, so people, more people were bowling than ever before but less people were involved in bowling leagues. That was the basis of the book. Mm. And, the, and the idea was people are becoming less and less engaged relationally. And the impact it was having on people's lives. And uh, I, just 10 years ago, probably this is a story in USA Today talking about how people today uh, 25, only 25% of the people today have one or more friends that they can talk to. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're beginning to see this decline in our culture of, of that relationship. Now, now you have to, to connect with your coworkers. You have to work with them. Um, but, but you need more than just that one or two or three, you know, connections. You need, you need other, you need a, a broad, not a, super broad expanse, but you need people out who think differently than you. You need people who look differently than you, who even act differently than you um, to, uh, to, to help, help you understand, to help you uh, lead better, to, to help you get into to states of ideation, those kinds of things. Connecting time is, is important. And, and if you go in with that learning mindset, that, that growth mindset, then you can learn, you can be creative and you can, um, you can get a greater perspective to help you solve problems and to lead better. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good point about how many leaders and as we get into the thick of leadership and the thick of business and the thick of life, you just don't have time for those relationships. And that is a common area in coaching where people are focused on their hot topics but in current underneath it is what's happening to the investment in your marriage or has that become a utility oh, yeah. relationship? Where are you investing in those friendships? And a lot of friendships have drifted just because everybody got busy, but then where are those relationships and how critical they become and are so important to rekindle and nurture. So even if right. they've drifted, don't don't despair. It's cool. Like just reach out. And to me, a, an action can be just be intentional about your circle and yep. restore those relationships. Pay attention to them and don't think that they don't matter. They do matter. And even though you're busy, you may go, oh, I'll get to that later. It is really critical for your mental health to have this connection time. Right. And, and so, you know, one of the things that I have done, especially amongst the COVID issues we've, we've dealt with is every couple of weeks, I just go through my contact list and start, start texting or start trying to communicate just to say, Hey, what's going on? What's happening in your life? Those kinds of things, just to make sure. Cause at this point in time, so many relationships have drifted because we've just not been able to see or talk to each other very much. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think COVID is a good example of that and how people, you saw how we talk about uh, depression statistics rise, where people just feel more shut down, 
what is that? Like there is just a power that happens relationally. I just believe it's in how we are created and we don't realize it because we typically have human connection. Um, It's one of the reasons why isolation is the worst. Even in a prison, you're around other people and you're in an isolated cell is the worst thing that you can do. So connection is so important. And part of that connection too is, is, is one more thing is, is touch. And as much as, as even as just a handshake or an elbow tap uh, these days, we all need it, you know, from everybody. Um, the power of touch is part of that. So uh, throw that last piece in. So the next one we're going to talk about, physical time. Does that work? Sure. Yeah, so physical time is getting your body moving. Um, though I, I feel the worst personally when when i have sat around like a lazy slob for two weeks or even a week it, it just your body needs to be in motion uh, it needs to be active it needs to be out there um and there are so many things that happen w- within the brain when your body moves uh the the the, the chemicals that are created the 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 endorphins nor f nor i can never nor pronounce that name yep norepinephrine, um, and, and then the things that happen within your brain uh, creatively uh, when you exercise, even for a, a 10 or 15-minute walk, uh, for instance. So uh, why don't you share some more about that uh, as well, Christy? Yeah, so at the physical time, it is interesting because even with some of this mindfulness and whatnot, it has to do with cleansing your body. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with what you were saying as far as the chemical creation, the positive brain chemicals that it's creating, the serotonin and whatnot that we really need in order to have happiness in our minds. But also, it is also about detoxing. It's an interesting thing because what it's creating is very positive for us. And it's also detoxing in a way. So when we are working, we we naturally can have stress. There's stressful things that happen. Maybe your work life and your team and all that is great. Well, that's wonderful. But then in the world or in the news or in things around, there are other things that's stressful or perhaps it's in your home life there's stress. We all have bouts of stress that come and go. That's just part of being a human. But when we work out, you're actually detoxing your body to get those things out of your body. So it's a really great thing because it's fueling in the positive, happy chemicals that you need. And it's getting out the the things that you really need to get out of your body. And with the physical time, a lot of – I love my Apple Watch. Um, yep. I keep it on this, the circle one, so that I have my 30-minute workout. And it really bothers me if I go to bed and I haven't worked out for at least 30 minutes. It bothers me. And it can be a walk, although I love that if you go on a 30-minute walk on your watch, it's not actually going to give you credit for 30 minutes if you're not walking fast enough. And it's really about getting 30 minutes of legitimate exercise. And so with physical time... It just, it becomes something that, again, often we like to say we don't have time for it. We can't squeeze it in. Um, In the Power of Miracle Morning uh, routines and habits, we know that stacking it at the top of your day is a wise thing. Personally, I like to do it more around lunchtime. Um, But, you know, it's wherever you're going to do it, wherever you can 
fit that in, but it is a critical must have a minimum 30 minutes of exercise to be at your peak. Right. And it, and it doesn't have to be what we typically think of as exercise, right? I mean, it's not, you don't have to go lift weights at the gym. You don't have to do that. Um, and, and kind of the example I give, like, so uh, on Friday, I rented this thing and was doing a lot of yard work. And, and I, I spent almost three or four, probably about five hours uh, pushing this behemoth of a, a, a lawnmower around, cutting down trees and shrub and brush and all that kind of stuff. I was sweating. I was sweating like a pig. I mean, there was just no, but, but, but that's exercise. So exercise can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. It could be a, a, a bike, a biking experience. It could be walking. It could be a, a you know, treadmill. It could be lifting weights, whatever. Just get out and, and move your body. Uh, and, and that really does, it changes your whole perspective. It, it changes the way you think about things um, because you're right. You're getting, you're getting stuff out of your body that doesn't need to be there. Um, it, it, it's, it's energizing is, is, uh, your muscles, your muscles are not, I mean, there's all kinds of physical things that go on obviously, but, but in addition to your, to your mind, it allows, it opens up the door for more creativity. It, it, uh, it, it builds those chemicals, the serotonin and, and, and all of those that create that, that positive, joyful feeling. Um, but it, it does wonders for your whole body, body, mind, your, your physical, your mental, um, and, and even your emotional health. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing I like to think about with that is it's super proactive. We like to beat up our bodies and really run them in our 20s, 30s, 40s. As we get into our 40s, 50s, we start to realize how important it is to take care of our bodies. And yeah. I just think it's a proactive investment as well in order to keep yourself young is about keeping yourself fit and your body isn't this machine that's just going to run if you're not taking care of it and a lot of times when leaders really hit these walls they're hitting a wall because they neglected something there was right. an area of whether it was relationships or physical all of a sudden oh my goodness what's happening with your heart what's happening with your cholesterol what's happening mm -hmm. with whatever and it happened because we neglected it so just that small deposit of intention um, super important. The other one that I love, sometimes people feel kind of controversial about yoga. I really love yoga one to two times a week as an option. There's so many great videos on YouTube. It's very right. easy to pull up a, a 30 minute yoga video, but it's great for your breathing. It's great for your stretching. And really that breathing that you're doing in yoga is a dovetail to mindfulness practices. And so to me, you're kind of getting a, a two for one when you're doing yoga. So I like that as a option in the routine. Yep. I, I, I agree. And especially, it, so I have, I have back issues because of some surgery and herniated discs and stuff like that. That yoga really helps keep um, things stretched out in my lower back and in my legs where most of the pain I have is. Um, and so I think it's, it's huge. It's incredibly important. And even people like Tom Brady, uh, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, he does, he doesn't do as much. Um, uh, he has his own trainer and all, most of what he does is stretching and elongating the muscles. There's, there's a lot of benefits to that, to the stretching and the yoga, those kinds of things. Yeah. Anyway. 
Agreed. Um, last, last one is sleep time, right? And we all need our rest. Um, I, my doctoral mentor said, uh, uh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have a conversation with God about sleep because I, he said, I, I think it's the worst thing he ever did. He's saying this facetiously, I, I think, but he said the, it's the worst thing he, uh, he ever made because I can't get, um, I'm too busy reading and writing and thinking. I, I have too much stuff to get done. Um, so sleep is horrible, but <laughs> sleep is necessary. Um, because, uh, sleep actually cleanses your body. It uh, cleanses your mind and that rest is so important. And we all know what we, what we look like and act like when we don't get enough rest. Yeah. I agree. I really loved, of course, as a psych person, the movie inside out and was so great Pixar and the Disney Mm -hmm. animation with joy and whatnot. And even in, they have it in there when the body goes to sleep and the train shuts down, everything shuts down. Right. And it's interesting. And then there's, there's things that go to work when the body is sleeping and it's illustrated in the movie, which is really beautiful. Actually the way that they did that, because there's legit stuff in there about how the is working, which was nice. But um, I like to think about our brain kind of as a computer and when what's happening when you're sleeping and how it's running that defrag program in your mind and how it's running and filing and indexing things from the day and how it's actually preparing things for the next day. So if you've done that great practice of creating your to-do list at the end of the day and you've looked at your appointment for the next day and you have done that prep work in your PM habit, your brain is preparing for the next day and it's putting things in categories and orders in order for you to be more efficient. So then when you reach your that part of your morning, you're more prepared for that conversation. You're more prepared for that activity because your brain has already been doing that work while you're sleeping. So right. it's really fascinating. We really, I believe, can't fully appreciate what's happening with our brain. And there's still a lot of research happening around what's really happening when our brain is sleeping. We know the alpha beta waves and whatnot going on, but really what's going on, we don't know, but we know with these habits, if you do those habits and you get that seven to eight hours of sleep, um, what is happening for your body is you're more alert. You are more present. Um, you know, we've all had those times where we've been, like you mentioned with your doctor paper, we're so busy. We sit there on the chair falling asleep and we're not really focused or we're trying to read that book and we're not really digesting versus going to sleep, waking up, being sharp and being ready for our day because we've really allowed our brain to be optimal. We've shut down the computer, let everything close and then did a reboot so that it can run freshly without a bunch of programs running in the back end. No, exactly. And that, that, that's a great illustration at the computer illustration. I know when I don't, when uh, I leave my, my laptop on, I'm notorious for such leaving on and uh, I don't reboot it, that kind of thing. But I know when, when it gets started, it is sluggish. I got to reboot it. I got to start it fresh, get everything back in, in, in gear and let it in. And that's that every night that process has to happen in our, in our body. There's so many things that happen when we don't sleep. 
Um, so many, we make bad decisions. Um, we're not able to, to process things correctly. There's just so many things. And so we need that, that, uh, that time to refresh and reboot and uh, be ready for the new day. And, and, and again, we all know what, we're, what, what it's like. Think about when you have kids and your kids don't sleep. You know, uh, it's a rough day. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and we, we can hide it a little bit better, but it's still a rough day. Um, you just, you're not as productive as you think you could be. Um, you're not as happy. The joy's not there. The, the creativity's not there. We all need sleep. Yeah, we're just not as mentally sharp. Our mental clarity right. is not there, which also means our emotional intelligence is also exactly. strained because it requires more work and effort in order to balance all of that. And our brain just isn't working as fast when we're lacking the sleep. I think physical time and sleep time and the one that we talked about last week with focus time are the three that I think have been pretty commonly trumped, so to speak, in personal growth and development, that you have that power hour, that frog time, that focus time, and that you are doing the physical workout and you're doing the sleep time, that those practices are, are really critical in order to have yourself at optimum performance. And I like adding these components of play because a lot of times we minimize it. We were talking about that last time, focus and play. And then um, today with adding around connection time and really how important our relationships are. And you are the sum of the people who are around you. You do have to watch your biases. You do have to expand your perspectives. That's really all about who you're connecting with and those relationships and investing in that. So I think those really up the game. Yes, it takes more time. Yes, it takes more intention, but it will make you a better leader. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're kind of getting to the, to the end of things. Let's, uh, let's just kind of recap um, what we've learned today and um, maybe offer um, just a challenge to to our viewers or listeners. Um, So three big pieces of the healthy mind platter that we did talk about today um, connecting time, spending time with others, having those relationships with those who are like you, those who are not like you, um, being engaged with friends, family, a variety of different contexts. Uh, the second is um, the physical time, getting your body moving, the exercise, the, um, you know, working out, doing those kinds of things, walking, the, the, the power and the impact that that has mentally, emotionally, and uh, physically on your body. And then the third is the sleep time. Um, just talking about rest and, and the, the need for that. And, and even in some days, that 20-minute power nap is, is, can be huge in the middle of the day uh, to kind of reset your, your mind a little bit. We didn't even get to that, but, but I think yeah. that's, um, that's important as well. There's a lot of great research on the power nap, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, um, you know, we, talk, we have talked a little bit about how it's not – um, we talk about how we don't have time for those things. Um, we, we push ourselves and we, we end up not getting enough sleep. Um, we, we, we are too busy to spend time with people to make those connections, those kinds of things. So I think the, the big thing that we can begin to do, um, just one thing that we can, we can begin to do is, to, is as, as leaders to, to put that in your schedule, make that as block it out, make that as important, um, uh, as important a part of your day as lunch or as important a part of your day or, or as a big meeting. 
Um, block it out on your schedule. If you have an assistant, make sure she makes you do those things um, that she can make you do. And she can't make you sleep. She can't be at your house and make you sleep. But, but uh, you know, even even if you have to put reminders in your phone to make a call to your best buddy or your mm-hmm. best friend or your 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 gal pal or whatever, however you deem those your BFFs. Um, uh, Which is a win-win now. That. It's physical and connecting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, make those, you know, do something uh, to be intentional about making those connections. Um, I think that's one thing we can take away and, and, make, and challenge ourselves. I mean, I need to do this as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe people can comment how, how have they found um, right. it helpful for themselves and how are they getting the physical time in there? what works because sometimes when you're sharing what works for you, you inspire somebody else where, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, I should do it in the morning, but I never do it in the morning. So how did you get that done? Or with the sleep time, I just can't get the eight hours. How are you helping yourself or the connecting time? How did you expand your circle? It'd be great to go ahead and comment on different things that you're doing personally that give you success would be great to hear about that because you can be an inspiration for somebody else. I will say real quick with the sleep time, I love again, the Apple watch or even your um, Fitbit and tracking your sleep. It's super fascinating to see how much sleep you're actually getting. Um, it, I know again, controversial wear a device at night or not take a break from it, but I think it's super useful to just watch your patterns for a little bit and see, are you right. sleeping well? And is your room dark enough? Is it quiet enough? Is it cool enough? Do a little research on the sleep time. There are things that will allow you to sleep better and it is a priceless investment in your productivity. Yeah. Even, even apps like the calm app or, or other apps that can, can give you some white noise or some, um, mm. some rain noise or whatever that would, would help calm your mind. Um, uh, Dr. Amen, who is one of my, uh, my that neuroscientist that that kind of go to talks about, um, you know, eight o'clock start taking things like melatonin, um, some some chamomile tea, different things like that to help your your mind slow down and prepare to rest, and the impact that that has uh, on your body, not on your body, but then on your leadership as well. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it would be good if if uh, people could take some time and actually journal that, see what see what impact that has and then make some comments about how that's been important or made improvements in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And then next week we're going to get into uh, the last two, which is time in and downtime and time in. We kind of tip to that a little bit with a lot of those apps like calm or happier 10% happier are really great in time apps where we're doing meditation or mindfulness or reflection is kind of in that time in, um, and even uh, that activity journaling and noticing that's good time in. Um, but we'll get to that more next week and then downtime. So two more of the seven elements of the healthy mind platter to help you to lead at your best. Absolutely. Um, anything else uh, that we need to mention for next uh, uh, for our listeners? No, I think it's great. If you didn't catch the last episode, go back and catch Focus and Play um, or do just a little research. Quiet Leadership is a really great book that ties into this more. If you're looking to get more on this topic and understand how the neuroscience and our minds and bodies and leadership all connect. 
Yep, absolutely. Uh, I, I recommend Dr. Daniel Amen. Uh, I, I knew him before he became popular on PBS uh, uh, 15 years ago, or I didn't know him. I, I read about him. He's got some really good stuff too. David Rock has got some really good stuff on neuroscience and leadership. A um, couple of books out as well. Um, maybe we'll look, uh, search for, you know, put some links uh, for those in the comment in the description as well. Uh, some great resources there. So um, take a minute to, um, uh, we'd love to have some comments. We would would love to have uh, have you do a review on um, your podcast uh, player, uh, even on uh, even on the YouTube uh, channel as well. So uh, don't forget to to do those things. The, the video uh, will be at YouTube. The audio uh, will be uh, through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe there, and uh, also visit uh, the InnovativeLeader.co um, for some articles and things like that that uh, we'll be providing as well. So, sounds good. Hope you have. Right. Hope, go ahead. Hope you have a great week, and uh, it's uh, always good to talk with you, Christy. Yeah, likewise. All right, we'll see you next right. time. Take care. Take care. Bye.